Listener Production. Warm, enjoyable and chock full of nuts. Just like your sneaky mid-morning brownie. And I can't live without it! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, nervous today, Matt O'Kine. Very nervous. Why are you so nervous? Well, you know, we have big interviews over the years. We've interviewed some big people, you know, and my nerves have gradually sort of petered out a little bit. Like, right at the top, I got very nervous interviewing people. I remember when Jason Bateman came in, you know, international movie star, star of Arrested Development, and he said to me, we met him, I'm like, hello, I'm Alex. And he said, hi, I'm Jason. And I said, good, thanks. Um, You know, these are... Nah, man, you got to play it cool. I mean, uh, look, I've I've interviewed a few of my heroes. Um, You know, I remember being extremely nervous going in to interview Chris Rock, and that turned out (laughs) great. So I don't think we... You don't need to worry about it. Is there going to be a similar car crash today (laughs) when we interview brand new band Tornado Club? They're blowing up at the moment, and um, I happen to live with one of them. It is Woods. It's the Cut String Tangle together. It's a super group. Uh, it slaps. But I've got to, uh, oh, got to polish yeah. my interview skills ready for this one because I don't want to don't want to head home in, in embarrassment, Matt O'Kine. No, nah, look, we're very excited to be chatting to Woods and Kite String Tangle. Together they are Tornado Club. And also Alex Dyson, we're getting, we're getting deep into viral territory, okay? The viral load oh. is going to be very high, very potent in this podcast today. Because, I mean, look, up front, straight up front with you listening, we have had some long discussions <laughs> off air, okay, about this topic. So yeah. we're going to dive into it today. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. The other big supergroup is Astra and Zeneca coming together. <laughs> uh, but will they come together in your arm after the Prime Minister announced it's open to everyone over 18? Oh, man, it's an interesting topic, and we better have a big chat about it right now. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Now, in the past, when we've had difficult topics to sum up, um, let's just say the the plot of Star Wars, what we've turned to is asking Matt O'Kine, quickly, Matt, give us a summary. Now, um, Matt, I'm going to ask you for Australia's pandemic response. Give us the the quick 30-second summary. Um, (laughs) So there was three vaccines, the Oxford vaccine, the Pfizer vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, We got offered Pfizer. (laughs) No, sorry. The topic's too important to do this. (laughs) Oxford is AstraZeneca. Oh, is it? Yeah. (laughs) I was wondering about that. Well, why'd they change the name? Oxford's a lot easier to remember. Yeah, look, it's all come together and... Once a vaccine was was produced, it was extremely fast. And that was because instead of a lot of studies going concurrently, like dominoes falling down, they managed to push all the dominoes at once. They did the, the testing and the research at the same time as approvals and stuff were going on. We miraculously came up with a vaccine within a year and they started rolling out. And at the uh, end of last year, Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison said this. Australia is in the leading pack of countries in the world today for how we are protecting Australians' health, their government, their Australian government, their federal government, is providing hope through a sovereign vaccine plan which will keep Australia right up the front. Right up the front. i got a graph here, Matt O'Kine. What do you reckon? I reckon you're holding it upside down because <laughs> we're on the bottom of that graph right now. <laughs> 
4.68% in Australia fully vaccinated um, as of June 26, compared to leading pack Israel, 59%. United Kingdom's up at 47% of people over 18 fully vaccinated. I mean, the OECD, we're right at the bottom here. Um, so much so that there was an announcement this week that the AstraZeneca vaccine could be um, popped out for people under 60 and you're willing to get it. Uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison, late night press conference, went with this one. The ATAGI advice um, talks about a preference for AstraZeneca to be available for those over 60. But the advice does not preclude persons under 60 from getting the AstraZeneca vaccine. And so if you wish to get the AstraZeneca vaccine, then we would encourage you to go and have that discussion uh, with your GP. But suddenly... (laughs) Timelines were filled with so many questions. I saw people on Twitter saying, why, just talk to my GP. They haven't heard anything about this. <laughs> um, we've, got, we've got people going, I'm booked in, I'm ready to go. Yesterday, Chief Health Officer from Queensland, Jeanette Young, contradicted it all with this. No, I do not want under-40s to get AstraZeneca because they are at increased risk of getting the... They're rare, it is rare, but they're at increased risk of getting that rare clotting syndrome. We've seen um, up to 49 deaths in the UK from that syndrome. I don't want an 18-year-old in Queensland dying from a clotting um, illness who, if they got COVID probably wouldn't die. And then you've got people saying that that's alarmist and it's feeding into anti-vax theory when, you know, I think it's good that scientists are so open with the data and showing, yes, there have been deaths, but in the UK, under 40, say there's 40 deaths from the vaccine, there are 800 deaths from COVID. But then here in Australia where there's less COVID, does that mean it's we shouldn't be recommending it there? Matt, I'm very confused. It is all about <laughs> the risks versus benefits and our medical associations have to follow these certain strict statistics. That's how they work. Uh, Norman Swan sums it up pretty well here. The Astro vaccine is approved for anybody over the age of 18. That has not changed, didn't change as a result of the Prime Minister's press conference the other day. Um, however, what has changed over time are the recommendations due to the appearance of these, this rare blood clotting syndrome. So it started off, with, and it's all about risk versus benefits. Over 60, you're recommended to have Astra, and under 60, the recommended vaccine is Pfizer. Now, that's not a rule. That's just guidance for doctors. Doctors are free to prescribe Astra for any age group should they wish. Host of Coronacast, Dr Norman Swan there, and... Where does that leave us, Matt O'Kind? As a, you know, young people, young Australians wanting to do the right thing, sick of, you could be sitting in lockdown right now. It could be your second, third, fourth. We want this to be over. And then to have this lack of communication at the top swirling around, it makes everyone who wants to do the right thing trust scientists in a state of utter bewilderment and befuddlement. <laughs> well, look, we are not medical experts. We are very clear on that, okay? We can't offer you any medical advice. We will be talking to a GP, in fact, the official Matt and Alex GP, very, very <laughs> shortly, to ask all the questions that you probably want to know as well. But it's also, it's very easy for Scott Morrison to say, you know, young people, you can get the vaccine and lift our vaccine rates if you're willing to take this small risk uh, when he got the Pfizer and is able to travel internationally. And it also sucks that we got to this situation, whereas if Hotel Qu- 
quarantine was working, then uh, we wouldn't have to, we could wait and it wouldn't be such a rush to uh, to get there and everyone could get the vaccine that uh, was recommended to them. Also, if the supply had been reached, if those promises we heard earlier on had come true, we would be at the top of the pack. But we, we are where we are, Matt, and we wanted to take a little temperature check of uh, to see how you're feeling given the situation. How does this make you feel? Has it changed your mind? Has it put any a confusion in your head? Has it made you doubt your decisions? Exactly, because so many young people listen to this podcast, Matt O'Kine. I mean, despite my love of Earl Grey tea and your thinning hairline, this is a, a group where young people <laughs> hang out. So we wanted to do a little bit of a temperature check on uh, on you, how you're feeling given the week that we have, because it's stressful enough with these mixed messages, pop a lockdown on top of that and we're, you know, getting a little bit confused. So we want to have a little bit of a chat. And Beck from Victoria has been kind enough to give us a call. G'day, Beck. Hey, boys. How you going? Oh, we're good. Thanks, Beck. Now, look, I started this segment by not knowing the difference between the Oxford vaccine and the AstraZeneca vaccine. I'm hoping you're Spoiler, a bit... there isn't one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you're a bit, you know, a bit more than me, but also you, you're a bit confused by everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, a few chaotic days after the Prime Minister's announcement the other night, which I watched. I was confused and, and didn't really know what to do. Um, kind of decided I'll just, I'll chat to my GP next time I go. I won't make an appointment. I'll just wait and see. Um, and then the, yeah, more news come out from states saying that they're not going to sort of follow through with that because I'm under 40. So yeah, just kind of sitting here being, being really confused. I don't want to be perceived as an anti-vaxxer. I definitely want to get vaccinated. Um, but I just, yeah, don't really know what to do or where to start or why there's so much conflicting advice and a bit Bit frustrated, to be honest. Beck, what's your what's the vibe like with your friends when you've talked to everyone? Do you think that uh, you know have they said that they're going to go and get it? Yeah, I haven't had too too many conversations. I actually have quite a few friends in the health sort of sector, or through some technicalities, they've been eligible, um, which you know, very happy for them. But I've told them now that I'm not speaking to them about it because I'm a little bit jealous. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's an interesting one to to raise as well, I guess, because that that same thing of you don't want to spread more information like misinformation accidentally mm. um, or anything like that so I feel really cautious about it almost sort of tiptoeing around it not really knowing what to do and it sounds like oh the same boat as us you don't want to promote vaccine hesitancy because we can see how effective the AstraZeneca is against preventing um, some of these the worst symptoms of COVID and even not catching COVID but it's interesting how you're right the the conspiracy world the the more anti AstraZeneca sentiment there is, the more they you can latch on to these um, anti-vax sentiments. Yeah, absolutely. My um, my mum was a little bit hesitant and I was really on her case about it. I was like, no, just go and get it. You'll be fine. And yeah, now I feel like I'm falling into the same boat. Um, I was, I keep convincing myself it's a, it's a good idea. I'll, I'll go get it. And then, you know, advice changes again, but it's left me in a bit of a loss. Beck, I'm intrigued to know what would, what would make you have a firm decision about this? Um, I guess just people being on the same page. Yeah, I think what's really confused me is all the different states coming out saying that they're not going to follow through with the, I guess, federal announcement. That's, <laughs> that's really for, thrown me a bit more. So um, I'll definitely still chat to my GP and see what they say. Um, and at the end of the day, I, I trust them, so probably follow their advice. So if they say, let's do it, then you reckon you'll go, you'll do it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. Absolutely. And maybe have the, these <laughs> these politicians and health officers have these conversations behind closed doors and then come out and tell us a, a unified message, something like that. 
That would be great, yeah. Oh, yeah, amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Meg. That's, that's very good stuff. Let's go to uh, Annabelle on the Gold Coast now. G'day, Annabelle. Hey, team. Um, AB, no- you've joined us a couple of times on the show. Um, you are under 40. Yes. You, uh, you're booked in and ready to go. Yeah, so yesterday I, with all of the stuff that was happening, like I've had to cancel my wedding a few times because of this situation. I was just fed up and I was like, well, if AstraZeneca is a go, then I'm going to get it done. So I just went online and managed to get an appointment for Friday for myself and my fiance to get our first shot and booked the second one as well for in three months' time. Oh, excellent. Because I've heard that there's some people saying that they had difficulty booking in the second one. So it's great that you could do it all in the one in the one go. And are you nervous at all? Yeah, I mean, it didn't really help. The premier came out and was like, you'll probably die. <laughs> um, it wasn't well, is great. that that's the thing, right? So you, you had no hesitancy at the beginning of, to, you know, of yesterday, and then suddenly by the end of yesterday, you're starting to doubt the, the decision you'd made. Well, we, um, I'm a producer on the Afternoons podcast, also on Listener, and we spoke to Dr. Carl yesterday, and I don't know, like in terms of the hierarchy of people that you trust in this country, I think Dr. Carl's pretty much at the top. Um, if Dr. Carl told me I didn't exist, I'd believe him. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a reflection of light. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and he was like, straight up, you are 40 times more likely to get blood clots from COVID than you are from the AstraZeneca vaccine. It is perfectly fine for young adults to get so I think I'm just going to go with Dr. Carl's advice and go ahead with it. Yeah, there's stuff like on the pill you're likely to get uh, blood clots as well, much more than the AstraZeneca, and even statistics on you're more likely to, you know, get, get in a car crash on the way to the appointment than you are uh, for getting a blood clot from the actual jab. So it's really interesting stuff. Good on you for taking the future in your own hands and getting something done there, Annabelle. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. But what about the views of an actual GP? We're very lucky to be joined by one right now on the phone. Hello, GP. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for talking to me. Oh, thank you very much. Like lots of uh, young Australians, uh, having a regular GP is just a pipe dream. So we appreciate you uh, jumping on <laughs> and having a chat very to us. Yeah. How, how's it been the last couple of days since the Prime Minister got up at a late night press conference and said, told the whole of under 40 Australia, talk to your GP? Yep, not the first time we've heard talk to your GP, which is which is great and it's fine. And we love talking to people because we're here to give preventative health, help you out when your times are tough. You know, we are your first port of call. So, yep, happy to take any questions and um, help out with the vaccine rollout and defeat COVID as quickly as possible. Were you told of this plan or this announcement before it happened? Look, there's a lot of information that comes through. Uh, We have had a lot of training with regards to the vaccines. We've all had to do modules so that um, we know about the vaccines. So there has been some recommendations from ATAGI, who are the immunisation group from the TGA, um, about AstraZeneca versus Pfizer and about the age limitations, obviously. Um, But AstraZeneca is licensed for anyone above the age of 18, there's just some additional recommendations in terms of age groups from there. So we're aware of who we can give it to, um, but the recommendations are slightly different according to what the preferred option is, if that makes sense. So, I mean, I guess I'm guessing that they suggest you talk to your GP to see if you have any underlying medical conditions or any reasons why the AstraZeneca um, vaccine 
wouldn't be effective or could be dangerous for you. Yep. What are the questions that someone's going to get asked by their GP that's going to make you determine, give you an easier way to determine that answer? Yes, that's a great question. Um, the vaccines, both AstraZeneca and Pfizer, are effective in adults. So that's why they're both recommended for anyone above the age of 18. The questions about which one you should be given is a complex one. It pertains to what your individual risks are. So yes, of course, we ask you about your own personal history. Um, specifically, there's a question around age and Atagi have maintained that Pfizer is the recommended vaccine for people under the age of 60 at this stage, as far as I'm aware, unless the guidelines have changed in the last couple of hours. Um, <laughs> well, they have been changing a little bit up till now, so uh, hopefully yes, it re- have, remains the same you know, for a little bit longer. Yeah, I keep my eye. It's always on in the background of my um, internet <laughs> browser. Um, so, yeah, so your age is probably is one of the things, but it comes down to availability and how much COVID is in the community. So, as we're all aware, we're battling a nationwide outbreak scenario at the moment. So, that is, I suspect, where the recommendation has come from to open up AstraZeneca to all age groups. So, you know, Pfizer might be your preferred vaccine, but if there's an increasing risk of COVID, the risk with AstraZeneca is around this clotting problem. And you might have an argument of, well, COVID is a really big risk for me now, so I'm willing to take a slightly higher risk vaccine because the risk of COVID far outweighs the risk of the vaccine itself. So... So is there any indication as to what might cause clotting in a person that gets the AstraZeneca vaccine? That's an area that they're continuing to work on, obviously, and it's a big thing that they're working on. But the clot is a bit different to something like a heart attack or a stroke or a DVT. They have pretty clear causes. They're more common in certain age groups and with certain conditions. This clot is related to an immune response. So it's an additional immune response that some people get in relation to AstraZeneca. And it's related um, to your body um, producing more platelets from what I understand. Yeah, it's, it's to do with your platelets, but it's it's an immune um, reaction, basically. So the problem is we don't entirely understand who gets this additional immune reaction, which is why we're telling a lot of people, you know, it's a rare problem, mm. but it's an important one. So you need to be aware, and this is what to look out for. And there are certain rare conditions that we ask you about before we give it to you to make sure that you know, your risk is the same as anyone else. So there are some reasons why we wouldn't give it to you. Um, In terms of the age definition, the reason that they've picked a certain age group to avoid AstraZeneca in as a first-line vaccine is because we think that your risk is a bit higher. For sure. If someone came to you and said, hello, doctor, um, I'm thinking of going skydiving this weekend. (laughs) Can I get your medical recommendation on that based on the risk factors? What would you tell them? Yeah, I, I can see exactly where you're going with that. It's to do with um, the safety and the risk profile mm. and what steps have you put in place to mitigate the risk. Now, you're not going to jump out of a plane without a parachute yep. so or without an instructor to help you skydive. Although I did see someone who did it and fell into just a giant net the other day. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, each to their own. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's around mitigating risk. So the risk with AstraZeneca is low. You know, the argument would be Pfizer doesn't carry this clotting risk and that's why it's preferred in a mm. certain age group. But if you would like AstraZeneca, it's still a very good vaccine. It's as efficacious essentially as Pfizer, so it should work just as well. It's been rolled out overseas for hundreds of thousands, millions of people. 
we would just talk to you about the risk. In fact, I spoke to somebody this morning about the risk and they can't get Pfizer for a month. They want a vaccine today, so they chose to go with AstraZeneca. And I think that's the thing. It is, it is going towards um, less instances in the community to opening up quicker, less lockdowns. The quicker yes, we can do right. that, um, a lot of people are saying, I'm willing to take the risk, um, including mm. Annabelle, who we just talked to before. So, yeah, it, it is yeah. a really interesting one to talk about. Uh, doctor, Absolutely. can I ask, have you taken it? I haven't had it because I was vaccinated a little while ago and uh, Pfizer was the recommendation for me at that time. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And you, you were yeah. allowed access to Pfizer based on the fact that you're working in the medical industry. That's right. And yeah. you're yeah. that Fair age enough. and that we had the had the stocks. So Would you take yeah. it? Would you take AstraZeneca? Yes, I think I would. If if that was the vaccine that was available to me, if I'd had to wait months and months for a vaccine, I would have had AstraZeneca at the time. For sure. Right. Because I'm okay. high risk. Yeah. So no, that's you really, know, I that's... see people that are sick. I swab people for COVID. The sooner I could get vaccinated, the safer for me, my patients and my family, really. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, Doctor, thank you very much for uh, for being the Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast GP. Thank you for that general <laughs> advice. Obviously, if you're uh, looking for something specifically for you, your own GP is the place to go for that one. Well, and just um, before you go, sorry, I've got a low back pain. Is there anything that we can <laughs> recommend? It, like when I sneeze, it hurts. Are what, you? What, what hang on. I? Are you over sixty? <laughs> what is going on here? I think that's a really good question for your GP, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much, uh, Doc. We really appreciate it. And thank you for uh, hopefully clearing a lot of things up. And, uh, yeah, My good pleasure. luck. Good luck yep. for uh, for all the vaccines that you'll be handing out in the very near future. And, yeah, we thank Absolutely. you again for joining us. That's all right. Go vaccine. Woohoo! Get jabbed. Roll all, up. All right. There's been a big convo. I reckon we should get on with the show. Up next, our big interview with Tornado Club. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. All day breakfast. Yes, Matt O'Kind. Very excited right now to chat to some good friends of the show who have joined forces to create a brand new musical project called Tornado Club. You heard their uh, first single a little bit earlier on. Their brand new song, Intuition, comes out today. It sounds like this. Sitting in silence, you know what to do. The hardest decision. You know I love a soft, pulsy banger, and they've managed to deliver again. Woods, Kite String Tangle, they both join us right now on Zoom. Hello, team. Hey. (laughs) When that nice sort of mid-bassy bit just comes kicking in there at the end of that little clip, absolutely love it. Guys, um, thanks for coming on the show. You've both been on individually, I have to say. Elle, um, Elle, you, you, you have the... Luck of dating Alex Dyson. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> and Danny, you you uh, were d- discussing getting overcharged for some incredible baggage. Um, <laughs> was it five grand? Because I saw one of the recently, the, one of the Bachelor stars had their baggage. They had to pay $1,000 for a bag. But well, yours was yeah. five, hey. A 5K stinger, yeah. Can't believe you went on. Where was your pedestrian articles and news.com <laughs> and everything, you know? Yeah, I, I fought it for a year and managed to get half of it back. So, you know. Went to war. Good man. Love a follow-up email. <laughs> Sternly worded emails, yeah. Exactly right. Well, thank you so much for joining us because, um, yeah, this is quite an exciting project for the both of you coming together. I guess in the Australian music industry, is 
there's so many, what I've found over the years, there's so many nice people. There's so many um, opportunities to catch up and make music together, but very rarely does a, a project, a super group like this of sorts form. Could you both tell us exactly from, in your own words, how it, how it came about? I guess Elle and I have worked together a bunch of times, uh, but usually in that format that you were talking about where you, you put together at a writing camp or, or you're just in the same city briefly. Um, and we, we talked about sort of like how cool it would be to it being solo artists, both of us. It's like, sometimes you dream of the, uh, the grass being green on the other side of like being able to bounce ideas off of another person and someone being able to tell you that idea sucks, stop, like stop developing it or being like, no, that is amazing. Like keep going, things like that. So, um, I think, yeah, we'd both sort of like dreamt of that in, in the background and had discussed it before. Uh, and then we got together and did the, did this session, um, which sort of was the genesis of the whole Tornado Club project. And, and we decided uh, that, you know, we really enjoyed working together and it would be like cool to do it more often. <laughs> and we're really thankful that you've done that and you are doing it more often. So the the new EP, Reset, tell us what was the first, uh, what was that first session like? What came of that first songwriting, um, you know, session you guys did together? It was, it was, a, it was a weird time because like, we'd obviously organized to do this studio session together a couple of days and she'd moved flights and stuff to do it. And then like the, the, the day before we were supposed to do the session, I sort of like, I had a relationship breakdown. <laughs> this this girl I'd been with for like 10 years. Um, we, oh. we broke up the day before. So it was like, oh. you know, a, a, it was real, very fresh. And so, um, you know, if Elle had been from Brisbane, I would have just canceled the session. <laughs> in like a, an emotional state to, to be doing this right now. But, um, she, you know, she'd moved flights and, and had all these plans changed. So I was like, I can't, I feel bad doing it. So I just texted her and said, like, this is what's just happened. Do you, do you still want to do the session or not? I don't know. Like, I don't know how helpful I'll be. Um, and Elle's sort of like, well, that's up to you. And I was like, well, okay, let's do it. And then... Um, and then, yeah, it kind of turned into this little like few days of therapy and like uh, just sort of working through what had just happened in real time with the advantage of of making it into music as well. Because if if, I, if I'd been by myself, there's no chance I would have been writing music. I would have just been like, you know. Um, oh man, tubs of ice cream, plenty of dinner <laughs> yeah. time, a bit of Netflix. <laughs> like that feeling of breakups where you just, you don't get up any sleep, you're feeling awful. It's like you don't know what the to long do. Long conversations. You're, lo- yeah. you're having these huge conversations, especially after 10 years. Life-altering like, directions. I remember I remember breaking up with my partner. We'd, we'd like, you know, there was discussions of, infidelity and like the, you know she'd been cheating on me with my best friend we'd all live together it was so complicated and and like you're having these huge conversations you're crying and then it's like oh we need to go get something to eat like and then you just have something like you fully have a lunch break and then like you get back into it you know what I mean you're like we need to stop for a second so um so I mean then in that case Danny what would you say and L because I'm sure that you um were probably able to help guide Danny tell the right story within this song. What is it about? The intuition, like the title of the song, is was sort of like the the, the theme that we wanted to write. I was like, I kind of I kind of knew something was up, and I, I kind of knew what was going on and like how it was all going to happen and play out. I already kind of knew, and it, like I had an intuition telling me that, and I just like 
gaslit myself <laughs> into thinking that, that it wasn't the case. And so I just wanted to write something about like trusting your intuition essentially. And, um, and I, I was, you know, not, not the best wordsmith at that time. So Elle really was able to like um, draw out my feelings <laughs> about the subject and then draw on our own experiences and, and help craft them into this song that uh, turned out to be really special. Yeah, it turned out great. And yeah. it's the authentic side of it is always something that shines through. And so that's that's so wonderful. Sorry, Elle, you were going to say something? Oh, it's just, I think because I've gone through breakups myself and uh, I've done the sort of ice cream, uh, you know, keep yourself busy, go out with friends and like just distract yourself from the feelings. And so I found it really, um, I don't know, it's, it's quite inspiring and special that Danny was willing to be kind of vulnerable about it. And really, I think because I had pretty much lost my voice, I'd been on tour for 12 shows uh, and I couldn't really sing it. So it was kind of like, Danny, you're going to have to sing it. And like, we'll just work out what it is later. Like, it was kind of this buffer where it wasn't for Woods, it wasn't for the kite string. It was literally just us working through something as friends. And I think before that session, we had sort of just been kind of, we both respected each other's songwriting and we knew each other kind of well. Um, but like over those few days, it was really like, you're just talking about, I'm starting again, I'm resetting everything. Like I'm back in the house that I, I lived in when I was in my early twenties. I'm, um like what where do you go from here like this was gonna be it and like just to be able to write about that and I think as a songwriter like stepping away from it to have someone who's vulnerable or open with how they, they're feeling it makes it a really powerful song so yeah this song was like whoa we stepped away from it, like okay that's that's something else and like maybe it doesn't exist within my project or his project um and so it, it just yeah became something new so good. Um, and I mean, when you look at working with another person, Alex and I have been doing it for a very long time, you know, you each, you each tend to have your strengths and weaknesses and you work in different ways together. Um, you know, you're on the same team really for a common goal. How do Elle and Danny work together? Elle, what, well, you know, what's, what's your strength within the, uh, within the duo? Well, I really enjoyed like putting us in really cool clothes. <laughs> I've always really liked um, doing styling and stuff. And like, there's been a few pieces where it's like a full, like, like crazy tracksuit that's like made of silk. And uh, Danny's like, uh, <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> what you trust like, me. Yeah, it's yeah. fashion, darling. Know how you think... feel, Danny. Know how you feel <laughs> coming back from the shops with something. Like, I don't know if this is me, but you just got to go with that. It's absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. I was really good at, um, at visualization. Uh, having having a, a vision and really seeing it through to the end, um, so that that's been really really great because I spent so much of my time just like hunched over a laptop, like a weird music golem thing. <laughs> and, and so yeah, like I, th I think drawing those parts out of each other has, has been has been really cool. Well, I love uh, yeah. I do love L some of the um, the press shots that I've seen so far on your Instagram on your TikToks. I do have to commend your ability to. Uh, command the eye's attention with uh, with your design work. I also heard, and I mean, because I've known about this duo for for a, you know longer than most. Because off air, I've got to hear it from Alex Dyson. Are we allowed to? I mean, Tornado Club part one of the one of the funnest things is coming up with a name, right? I mean, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> that that's part of the fun. Can we talk about some of the options that you guys are throwing around, or is are we not allowed to? <laughs> 
Oh man. Well, so is this so Alex had a meeting with us. It was kind of a seminar that Alex kind of ambushed us with. Um, because I'd been talking with him, just being like, Oh, Danny's thinking this, but I'm thinking this. And he's like, No, you guys have got to sit down and like talk about the name because it's it's really hard to find a name and you don't want it to have like replace all the mentioned that there was there was a PowerPoint and an internet biscuits and tea to mingle in the foyer. Did you oh, did, yeah. did Alex make you a PowerPoint? Yeah. Oh so my good. god, I love it. And so um so so what I've was been some to of the enough options? butcher's papers sessions in my time and throwing ideas at the wall that I Danny, know exactly I mean, what I'm doing now. Danny, you've just you've just had a child and I know from experience that that naming is very, very <laughs> difficult stuff. Yeah, um, exactly. There's a lot of weight to it. I always think about band names like um, uh, Blink One Eight Two and Green Day and Corn and stuff, and you Lip Biscuit, and you're just like, that's a very niche. That's like so, so <laughs> which is just like Tornado Club. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, a wide range chose... of genres that you gave us there, Danny. I think you've got <laughs> that a time. Was a very, that was a very specific <laughs> yeah, time in history, narrow, Danny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, like four CDs next to each other in a CD collection. Yeah. <laughs> so, what were the um, options? What were some of the options? Get me some of the other ones. What did you want to go with, Danny? My front runner was uh, Grow Tall. Grow Tall. Okay, and L. As soon as we had Tornado Club, I remember us both just like, yes. But um, Alex and I had been kind of going off this one, Jackal and Jill. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Alex is very, very passionate about this name and probably at the Yeah, I'm going to have to patent this. I, oh, I think it's you, you don't want me to even mention it because you. Yeah, it's going to be my side project. <laughs> <laughs> I will play both characters and have makeup on one side of my face. And. Uh, other makeup on the other side of the face. But that's incredible. And I really love the video clip for Something Was Missing, which came out a few weeks ago now, um, was amazing. And one of the best parts of it is it's a lot of it's in reverse, but you're singing the song in reverse. So when you sing, it goes forward. Are you still able to remember how it sounds in, in reverse, Danny? Yes. Give us uh, a go then. Uh <laughs> Simsonismus. Yeah. <laughs> so when that's put it in reverse, it comes out as something was missing. That's excellent. Yeah, that it should do. It should. Well, okay. Well, let's let's get okay. Because we're recording this interview right now, you won't hear it. But for you listening at home, we'll get Marshy to reverse that and see how it goes. Let's see what it sounds like. Something was missing. I'll assume that oh, was yeah. incredible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff. And uh, Reset EP, it's only coming out in four weeks now, which is super exciting. You've got two singles out at the moment. What other secrets are uh, are amongst the Reset EP by Tornado Club, L? Um, there's a little sneaky cover in there. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Bit of a cover, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you give Ooh, us? The, are we talking Green Day corn uh, yeah. areas, or are we <laughs> moving away from that genre, Daddy? Um, it's potentially similar era. Yeah. I all think right. We can, we can tell them, right? Yeah. Give us the give all day breakfast. Give us a the scoop. Sneaky we want a scoop. Yeah, we're doing um, a, a song called "All the Things She Said" by Tattoo, the Russian. <laughs> oh <girl>. yes. <laughs> I, I tell you what, low key, absolute banger. All right, I, I don't, I don't. I mean, I only say that because it, people know that 
but for a while there, it was uncool. No, okay? no, this is going to be coming back. I, I, I guarantee it. If you want to hear it first, make sure you are following Tornado Club on Spotify. Danny and Elle, thank you so much for joining us. Congrats on Intuition, which is out today, so you can jump on that right now. Uh, but other than that, we'll be waiting with bated breath uh, for the 30th of July when Reset drops. It's been a long time coming, a lot of life events in the meantime, and we cannot wait to celebrate with you when it all uh, hits the internet. Awesome. Yay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having Congrats, me. Congrats, guys. Everybody wants to be a pickle jar hero. Alex Dyson and I made a Instagram video. Well, a little TikTok, really. Um, <laughs> what? Is, is, is that like you call it, you're like an adult coming in and someone's playing the PlayStation. It's like, how's your Nintendo going? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's like calling it the Google. I was just on the Google recently, made a little TikTok video, but I put it on Instagram. That's how that's how right. basic I am. Okay. Uh, and uh, a f- comment underneath it. The, 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 the video was about wearing hats, and it was just a silly video because mm-hmm. I found a wig in my um, in my bedroom, and I was like, oh, I'll chuck a, I'll chuck it on, and you know, because we make a lot of jokes about me going bald. Um, and I thought I'd trick everyone on my Instagram, put the wig on, ha ha ha. But right. um, uh, a user. Um, jumped on. I won't use their name, uh, but they commented under the video. It just It's just captured me, this comment. <clears throat> Said this, I used to have a late night lover who would come over late at night and make love to me with his hat on. I can't remember his name or how we met or anything except that he never removed the hat. <laughs> <laughs> never removed the hat in the boudoir. I just love this, <laughs> this dude just comes around. I can't remember his name. Don't know how I know him, but the hat man was here and when it was on, it was on. Like, I love this relationship. <laughs> I absolutely love it. But look, yeah, it's not related to anything that we were Did talking he have about. all other clothes off and just oh, kept the yeah. hat on? Well, he'd have to have, you know. He'd have to have so had odd. some parts of his clothing off. And also, I wonder whether he turned up with a different hat every time or whether, you know, it was... It started off with like a baseball cap, sort of your standard, and then went through fedora, went to fez, and then hit a sombrero. The (laughs) fez... Um... I mean, it, it, look, it never would have been the helicopter hat. No no one's having sex with anyone wearing a helicopter hat. Truly the greatest contraception of all. But, um, um, but look, we were talking about yesterday about when when your mates have just dogged you. You know, when have your friends been bad friends? Um, mm. And uh, someone got in touch, said, um, wearing the wrong shirt, couldn't get in the club. All right. That's... You've done that to me and Ollie Ward. You were wearing shorts, couldn't get in the club with us. Wait, wait, wait. Did they? Did I dog you or did the, the Gold Coast nightclub dog me by saying, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's 32 no, degrees outside, you but you're not allowed to wear shorts in here? We were like, dude, who doesn't bring pants on a trip away? To the Gold Coast, mate! <laughs> hey, okay, okay. We've argued about this before. I'm not going to start again. It's like going to an, an arc, you know, an Arctic. <laughs> you, buddy, you go into an igloo nightclub. It's like, oh, no, no jackets in here. Sorry, <laughs> got to wear shorts in here. I, I didn't pack shorts. Sorry, that's <laughs> them's the rules. Unbelievable. Um, and another person said, I don't want to talk about it on air, and I'm not going <laughs> to name their name, but they said no one came to my 15th birthday. Oh, <laughs> that's a real stinker. Uh, that's. I mean, I've had a party where, like, literally. I mean, not literally, but almost no one came, and it's it's a real blow to the ego. 
Yeah, um, well, birthday last week. There was a couple of RSVPs attending that, hmm, uh, but the at- attending, I'll be attending to some matters. <laughs> when you had your birthday When it comes to my will uh, <laughs> later in life. A bit of the old Facebook maybe, were they? <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, a couple of mates who dogged their friend as well um, have just, it's happened outside of court uh, in South Australia just recently. We'll leave you with uh, the video footage of, yeah. of, the, be- um, of the Big Bird offenders, the, the people, the, the mates who stole Big Bird from the Adelaide Fringe circus tent. And the, they, the two dudes came out of court because they were facing course for stealing this, this Big Bird. They came out looking like Starsky and Hutch walking out <laughs> to the media, okay? The media are asking them, I'm not sure if they were plants by their friends or the media was just Rob literally asking. Sitch was behind this. <laughs> asking like- <laughs> comical questions. But look, if your mates are in court for stealing a big bird and they say, Oi, can you come pick me up? Um, please, please, when they get in the car and being hounded by the media, don't dog them and stall the car. Do a clean getaway because uh, you'll hear that's what happened. For the Big Bird Bandits, we'll leave you with that. Thank you very much for listening to All Day Breakfast today, and we will catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Gentlemen, can you talk us through what you were thinking that night? Why did you steal Big Bird? Can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street? Just wait, boys. Who's your favourite Sesame Street character? Are you sorry for what you Step did? Away from the limo. <laughs> 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 Can you drive manual? That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.